Welcome to season three and the mindful musings of two spiritual mamas. We are Alicia and Shelby, soul sisters of the universe. Friends, for the past 22 years, we've been navigating life together. We're here to share our experiences with you. We hope to inspire those who are ready to shift their soul path into alignment with their divine purpose. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to episode nine, season three of Two Spiritual Mamas. I'm Shelby. And I'm Alicia. And today we are traveling to Ecuador through the eyes of Alicia. While this episode is about her recent travels, we're also going to explore the value of travel and accepting that change and adaptation is not only normal, but mandatory to a healthy being. So welcome back, Alicia. I missed you. You were gone for two weeks. Yes, it was so glorious to get to experience so much of the beautiful culture of Ecuador for two whole weeks. Oh my gosh. So I'm so curious to hear. We haven't talked about it much. And so I just want to hear from this authentic place from your heart. Um, What was really striking to you? What really stood out as lighting you up on the inside? What what felt different to you than from your normal existence over there on the West Coast of the United States? (laughs) (laughs) So different from our culture. That was the culture of Ecuador is so kind and friendly and Mm -hmm. joyful. They're just everyone says hi to everyone on the street. Everyone is helpful. People are so kind. And it was so nice to feel so uncomfortable and with so much difference and change. And I'm not a very fluent Spanish speaker, although I was traveling with some friends who did speak Spanish much better than me and uh, was probably getting like 80%, you know, like that's pretty good. Um, I was in my discomfort around it because I couldn't communicate to the people. So I could hear them speaking to the people and I could see the joy on people's faces and um, I could express my joy and my friendliness <laughs> through my smile. And I would say, hola, buenos dias to everyone. But um, I did not <laughs> I did not have any good conversations with people because of that, which felt challenging for sure. So the discomfort of travel being, you know, so far away, lots of airplanes and buses and trucks and the travel um, specifically to where I went uh, in a jungle house uh, across a river outside of Puyo was really, really different because there was not even a bridge to cross. Like we had to get into uh, Terravita, which Terravita, Terravita, I don't know exactly how it's spelled. Everyone says it sort of differently, but essentially it's a cable car. And oh my it's goodness. Like a floating cage that would, you're like, at night arriving like okay I'm just gonna travel over this river in this floating cage and just trust that it's all gonna be okay so the big theme for my trip was trust I'm just gonna trust because the people that I was traveling with and the location we were going to was all familiar to them they are familiar to me there's those little things about travel that when you can have some of the comforts of home with you and be with people that you trust that it makes it a lot easier to travel Mm -hmm. and they had been to this jungle house 
two years in a row and this was their third year. So I trusted that they knew where we were going and how to handle everything. And that was so much more comfortable than it could have been because, you know, the very first time they talked about arriving at that land and that house and the going across the cable car, very intense <laughs> and like in the rain, lightning and thunder happening while you're in a metal box over a river. Like definitely um, I had an easier time and um, there were still some things I, you know, throughout the course of this episode, want to share the the value of the discomfort and the mm-hmm. ways in which I was met by that. But all in all, it was such a beautiful place to travel to, not just the people, but, you know, the jungle and there in Ecuador, it's mountainous rainforest of the Amazon over in Brazil. It's more flat, but this is almost like I was in the foothills of the Andes, but it was this lush green jungle. So that was just blew my mind to see. I live in the Pacific Northwest. We have a lot of green. We have evergreen trees. There's a lot of pine. But when I was in the jungle, it was different shades of more vibrant green. And it Mm -hmm. was from the lowest level of the rainforest floor all the way to the tippy top. And the sound was just epic. It was from every direction. It was from below because there were crickets and um, grasshoppers and different, you know, noise-making bugs. And then there were birds from above and there was the river and... It was just a full immersion of sound and color and experience on every level that was phenomenal. That sounds so incredible, Alicia. So I want to go back to what you first said about not being able to speak the language. And when you said that, I just imagined you being so radiant because that's who, that's who you are. You have this gorgeous smile and your energy is so high and like... How did that feel to you to be in a place where not only could you only communicate with your radiance, but the the forest is actually communicating back to you with that radiance, that that level of color and that sound that's so unique to you. Like that's what just like that's what's bringing me right to Ecuador with you. So <laughs> tell me more about that. How yeah, that feel? It was um, it was natural state for me, and I felt so very met. And at home, even though there was a lot of discomfort around, you know, you couldn't stand still because the ants would crawl over your feet and bite you. Ah! Yeah, it was, it was okay. You just popped my bubble a little bit. I just want to (laughs) stop here and look and beautiful and gaze at this. And you're like, nope, I got to stay marching in place or I got to make sure my, the ants aren't crawling on me because I got bit a few times that, you know, you can prevent that. I, I brought the best rain boots. Uh, being that it's the rainforest and things are sloshy and you've got to walk through muddy trails. But we went into the jungle and there were um, native carvings on the rocks on the land. And we went up there and then they're like, our, our party kind of split off. We had kids with us. And so it wasn't like full on for them. And some parent would have to be nearby. And I was able to keep trekking on with a few of the others and we went to discover where the cacao trees are growing (gasps) and that was my biggest joy is like I could radiate at this cacao tree and I felt like it was radiating right back at me the color of the pods is again Mm -hmm. a whole nother array of 
vibrant red and orange and yellow and purple and burgundy and just depending on the strain depending on the amount of ripeness and the teeny tiny little flowers that are like the littlest you can't even imagine this huge cacao pod comes off of this little tiny flower and just the miracles of nature and I was in wonderment all the time so my radiance was beaming extra and when I came home people were like wow what happened to you (laughs) and I'm smiling I'm super radiant I was like my battery is fully charged and I yes. am radiating it at you. And that's like the earthing right there. You know, yes. we were being quote unquote introduced to this concept in, in the um, continent that the America is right now. And people are like all the rage about earthing and it's like, oh, right. <laughs> but here it is the being in the vibrancy. And it's curious because you live in a, a pretty dark place you know i i do too right now it's it's pretty dark it gets dark at 4 30 p.m for us and um it's just a curious thing to um embrace the light embrace the dark and embrace the radiance and i don't really know where i'm going with it but i'm happy for you that you got to go down there and be on that like that mountainous line along the the west coast of south america just what a magical place to go Yes. And the magic of the Andes mountains too. So mm-hmm. I was in the foothills, but then we took a road trip and we got to see more of the country. And we were then technically in the Southern hemisphere because the the capital city of Quito is right on the equator, hence the name Ecuador. And uh, yeah. South, which that's the Southern hemisphere. And, and just the difference in the jagged Andes mountains and the people and their dress. Oh my gosh, the Canary people in their skirts and their fedora hats and the the beauty of the color that they choose to wear too. And the textiles Mm -hmm. and the weaving of the beautiful designs. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was stunning. And uh, we went to the Inca Perca ruins, which have a traditional Canary temple of the moon and the Incan Temple of the Sun in one location. It's very unique. It's beautiful. And it felt like this honoring of, like you just said, we live in dark places. They were honoring the light and the dark being that they're in balance with it. Yes. And the the, the Canary people having the connection with the feminine, the, the Temple of the Moon had a priestess buried underneath it. And female attendants and as we were getting the tour and she was talking about all of the history it was amazing to know these people just in that little bit and and see the feminine culture that was before the Incans came with their warrior s and their their technology and and they still don't know how the technology of the Incan temple of the sun and any of those Incan pyramids and buildings have this perfectly cut stone and these stones Mm -hmm. all fit together and that's that masculine like linear energy Mm -hmm. the frequency of how they cut those stones was it sound frequency was it water like we've got technology now we're just developing that you can cut stone with water and that mm-hmm. could have been the technology that they had, but we don't know. I mean, it was just so mysterious and exciting. And again, the the energetics of it was was phenomenal. 
This is so exciting. I, I've been listening on the Gaia channel to Mateas De Stefano. I think is I'm not that great my Spanish accent, but he was hitting on something that's so incredible. He said that the pyramids, it's not that the pyramids stopped working, quote unquote. It's that we stopped upgrading our actual like selves in our chakra systems to receive the information that's coming through the pyramids, like coming from the downloads from the star people. Isn't that amazing? Wow. <laughs> so yeah, like, because oh, these technologies everywhere. All the technology was lost and the people, yeah, didn't know, again, talking about that vibration, the frequency, like how do we yeah. evolve our energy? And a right, big right. theme that we wanted to touch on for this episode was that change that is required and how uncomfortable it is. And the growth and evolution comes from the discomfort of needing to change. So with that, we're thinking about the actual um, frequency or wavelength, if you would, you know, we're in a podcast, so we can't have pictures right now, but lower vibration, um, you know, anger, sadness, um, power, what, what, what else is low vibration? Fear, yes, big one, is a really long wavelength. It's like very I'm trying how do I visualize this? It's just very low and smooth. It's it doesn't go up and down a lot. It's it's a real casual wave. The distance between the upper and the lower parts of that wave, right? Or longer, farther. Really long. And then the higher frequencies, it goes up and down, like you would see on like a heart monitor, you know, up and down, up and down, and up and down, which provides opportunity for change and integration to come quickly where the lower vibration, when you sit in anger and you sit in fear, you can't make an adjustment. It's you, so you, slow. It's but so slow. So slowly. Yeah. And how simple and fascinating is that? And sometimes we need to slow things down, right? Integration time is time to slow it down. And I was so grateful to come home and be in my own bed and be able to integrate some of this change that happened. And it helped me to be able to rest. And we talk about that with the seasons and the energy. And this is the season of rest and slowing mm -hmm. things down. But, but when it comes to evolution and that change that needs to happen, we can pivot so much quicker. We can uh, move so much more. We can do a lot in a shorter period of time when the frequency and vibration is higher. Yeah, I was recently thinking about, you know, living in, in New England where the seasons are pretty clear and we have to change. Like we follow nature. It's not, we don't have a choice, you know, as I'm like cleaning out my closet of like, oh, summer stuff's got to go away. Flip-flops are gone. Big boots are in. And thinking of how grateful I was to have that opportunity forced on me. The change is constantly there and it's it's normal for me. Um, and it makes me a little bit more resilient and more accepting when things change unexpectedly. And what you're saying is that pivot, that ability to be like, oh, didn't expect that, but I can arrive there. And so question for you on your trip, like what did you feel? Because you, what you just painted for us is this really radiant human being that you were able to sustain and actually like level into even higher because of the forest and, and the little froggies and even the dancing ants, <laughs> you know, like there you are <laughs> moving, moving. Uh -huh. So what, what did you witness in yourself that really supported that 
high frequency to adapt to travel and change and all that. Yeah, it was constantly needing to be ready for anything, right? Where even on our road trip, just pulling over the side of the road, what are we going to find? What kind of food are we going to eat? Like, it was just so much adaptation and required me to pivot into, and my intention the whole time was to be in joy, to enjoy my trip. <laughs> so mm-hmm. even though, um, you know, we didn't occur, not, nothing major occurred that was like our car didn't break down. We didn't have to deal with any major difficulty but some of the people in my party and, you know, children traveling with children, you've just got to help them along a lot more. Mm-hmm. And some of the adults, even like altitude sickness and discomfort of different things that happened. It could have pulled me down. It could have made me upset. Oh, this trip's not going great or, you know, judge it. But the vibrancy that I was feeling helped me to pivot and adapt and just go with the flow so much more because of the mindset I was choosing to be in. And luckily, a number of the people on my trip were also able to do that. And so we were great travel companions and that supported us all growing together, Mm -hmm. having these positive experiences that made us feel really good. And and a, a couple of the people were struggling. And this was, you know, one of my travel companions had, um, some of their own stuff to process through and they needed to go slower and their frequency was lower and they needed things to be more consistent. I think that that's why people try to control their environment is because they want that consistency or the frequency to be slower because they can't quite shift into the higher, um, quicker change of the different frequencies. Um, So for me, I just tried to continue to go back into my heart that was the place I could trust for that frequency Mm -hmm. and the love that I had and no matter if people were having a hard time or not I could love them and I could be in my open heart and be like you know what it's okay my frequency can be stable and strong and I can choose to see the best in this situation and and look for the beauty and everything we've talked about over the years in this podcast, I really needed to be put into action. For real. We've been talking about adapt, adapt I can't say the word, change. Yeah, Adaptability, <laughs> yes. Um, basically every episode because all both of our lives, I mean, we've had so many changes and we've everybody's gone through it with COVID of being like, oh, that's canceled shift. Oh, I'm disappointed. Oh, I have to grieve that. Wow. Okay. But I I think what, um, when I'm hearing you talk, I'm thinking about when we're not on the right path, like our divine path, we, we, it's like purposely put in front of us a little bit of discord. Yeah. So that you can see yourself so that you're like, oh, this isn't feeling right. I might need to quote unquote change, <laughs> but it's not always easy. And, and um, again, I'm going back to what Mateos, uh, and, and I do want to say this is all on Gaia. It's a, a, a show called Initiation, a journey through the origin of the universe. And he talks about how we have our spirit guides and our angels that are always whispering to us, but we sometimes don't listen. So he's like, so then we put the bus in front of you. <laughs> you know, 
and you crash into the bus and it's like, aha, yeah, I've been there. You know, obviously this is a figurative bus, but um, it's wonderful when you can look at it like that. And this is the topic of our podcast all the last few seasons is what am I grateful for? What is this radical gratitude for? And um, how cool that you got to witness that on your trip and remain in your joyful place and and be able to support your um your companions and that's actually going to be our next episode is how to hold compassion for others without dropping down and like giving too much of yourself and then realizing you've just depleted yourself for the sake of somebody else so stay tuned for that one that's coming up next (laughs) so is there anything else you wanted to share with us um I think how how do you I mean you, I think you've said it already but how do you feel like you've really taken a dose of good medicine from this trip like how are you going to use this and walk forward with what you've gained Yeah I I came back feeling radiant and recharged and that was a feeling that I don't think I felt to that depth in a long time so knowing how important that was, and I know when you go on vacation, you're like, oh, what? when you can finally relax and your nervous system is just vi- buzzing with that joy of being, then bringing it back in flow, real life is um, real life. It was all real life, but <laughs> my <laughs> regular everyday life, um, I had a different perspective. I was able to hold that frequency for a longer period of time and share it with others. And that's like, I went to my, my ecstatic dance Mm. both two times this week, actually, we have a Wednesday night and a Sunday morning. And I was able to just be in this radiant light that I feel like I'm filled with. And yeah, sure. Some of it's probably vitamin D and it was just like looking out my <laughs> eyes to people. But um, I, I got a lot of feedback that people were like, wow, your joy, your beauty is just so wonderful to see happening and just being that. And wouldn't it be amazing if everyone could be in their radiant selves and it'll look different for everyone. But, you know, I want to be an example of that <laughs> and, and have it be something that's like, oh, I could I could do that, you know, like, yeah, have more people join us in this infinite joy. You're making me cry. I'm like, this is why I love you so much. This is why we're, we're such good friends. Cause we radiate at the same level. And, and yeah, it's, it's like, I'm never like, Oh, you're too much. Alicia, would you tone it down? Like, <laughs> you know, and you've never said that to me. So it's, it's a, it's a world where people are a little bit comfortable in their lower vibrations yeah. and you and I have this ability to be like but it's so fun up here I'm gonna like I'm gonna stay in this this joy meter and uh so yeah. that was actually one of my biggest challenges on this trip is that I was in such bliss that one of my traveling companions was struggling with my level of confidence and joy because it was triggering their fears of um their own judgments around arrogance and humility. We had a really beautiful conversation about it. And every step of the way I had to choose to be in my joy and just pivot and, and make the best 
of every situation. And I think that's the key to travel, to change, to evolution. How can I make the best of this situation, right? That's one of our noble questions from one of our previous mm-hmm. episodes. How how to keep that frequency, share it and and be it, even when people are actually saying like, hey, there might be something wrong with you being so joyful or being so easy. And, and I'm like, hmm? No, I don't think it's something wrong. I think that we can come to a beautiful reflection of each other and understanding. And I'm not going to change this radiance. And thank Mm -hmm. you for saying that. Like, I don't need to dim it down. And so many people and a lot of our listeners are aware, because this has been my own personal process of learning how to fully show up in my radiance without that codependence of dimming it down because it will aggravate somebody or trigger them to feel accommodating. Like yeah. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah. And we go through it. So go back to some past episodes and keep tuning in because we continue to unpack this stuff and give tips on how to do this, how to be it. And yeah, it's been, it's been quite the journey. And I have one last thing that I love to think about when I'm done traveling is the oneness of our planet and the fact that we can actually transplant ourselves thousands of miles away and witness, like you said, the colors of the fabrics and the, and the sounds of the forest. And that still exists. You're back in the Pacific Northwest. I'm in the East Coast. And that still exists. And those fish that I love to swim with in Puerto Rico, they're still swimming. And it's this connection that we can go into our heart and remember and feel and and be connected to as one planet. Yeah. And all those people, like it's just something that when I'm struggling in the darkness and it's freezing and it's like negative 10 here, I go, the fish are swimming. you know (laughs) so I think that is uh, just one of my tools I'm passing on to you before we say goodbye for this episode (laughs) what a beautiful point to say that we are all connected and through our remembering and through our holding that frequency and feeling of those memories Mm -hmm. are what continue to weave us together and keep us connected because connection is the most important thing right it's part of survival we need it it's not just a luxury connection Mm -hmm. is the what holds this whole fabric of existence together so I love that you just wove the whole planet together in that thought (laughs) and help me to remember yeah anytime I'm feeling cold to the bone I'm like yeah the sunshine in the jungle, it burns you pretty fast. We all got Does it. <laughs> equator and, you know, we yeah. got all the way up to 11,400 feet at one point, but yeah, even wow, 2000 feet at the jungle level. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of elevation, a lot of, um, challenge on the body to oxygen and mm-hmm. the necessity. You're like right. channeling your inner condor. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Awesome. Here's the land of the convoys. So beautiful. Yes. So yeah, such a magical place. Holding that beautiful perspective of life being connected and the joy frequency that we bring. So Thanks happy. for sharing, Alicia. It's it's wonderful. And, you know, I, I'm inspired to go down there now and I've been thinking about it for a long time. So thanks for sharing your visions of it. 
Absolutely. Hope everyone enjoyed it. See you guys again soon. See you next episode.